Merry Christmas, everyone. I already normally can't see you because you wear masks. Now I can't see you because you're in the dark. So uh, it is good to kind of see you on Christmas Eve. And those of you joining us online, glad you're able to join us. Isn't technology wonderful? You can be with us even though you're not with us in here with us tonight. So, um, hey... We almost made it through 2020. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's Christmas Eve. It was a few times this year. I didn't know if we were going to get here. But here we are, and what an awesome thing we get to do. We get to celebrate Jesus. You know, as part of our church Christmas celebration, I know a lot of you are visiting with family or maybe from another church somewhere else, and a bunch of our people are scattered or maybe at home right now. But as part of our Portview Christmas celebration um, over the past four weeks, um, we have been following the church tradition that's been going on for centuries of, of remembering the weeks leading up to, to, to Christmas Eve, to Christmas, uh, the arrival of Jesus with what's called a, an Advent calendar, or an Advent wreath rather. The Advent wreath has um, four candles on the outside, and each of those candles represented one week leading up to Jesus' arrival, which is what Advent means, the arrival of someone prominent. And so there were four weeks, four different um, um, themes that we thought of each week. Week one was about hope. Week two was about peace. Week three was about love. Week four was about joy. And those candles have been lit because those weeks are past. And now each week we look forward to the fact that tonight we would light the center candle. We'd light the, the white candle in the center, which represents the coming of Jesus into the world, into our lives. And so we know it's only symbolic, but what we do right now tonight is we, we welcome Jesus' presence. We say, Jesus, you're here with us tonight. And as I light the candle, that's what Christmas Eve is about. It's about Jesus, the light of the world, being with us tonight. And friends, tonight is all about Jesus, that he is the center candle in the Advent wreath, side of Bethlehem, that the one the angels told the shepherds about in the field just outside of Bethlehem that night that we saw in the, the video that we watched in the beginning. He is the one that billions, billions of people have celebrated for more than 2,000 years. Um, he is the center. The kids read the scripture. It said this, for today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's what tonight is about. Tonight is all about Jesus. And we know something. There's all kinds of things that can distract us from that reality that tonight's about Jesus. There's gifts of Christmas. There's family events. There's you trying to navigate how are you going to do COVID Christmas with mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and grandkids. There's the craziness of 2020, all those things. But maybe tonight, more than any other time in recent history, we need to make tonight about Jesus. We need to celebrate our Savior. We need to bask in the, in the glory and the goodness of who he is in our lives today. And in wanting to do this tonight, I was thinking, how could, we, how could we not just symbolically put him in the center of the Advent wreath, 
but how could we um, put him in the center of our evening tonight? And I thought, let's take some time and let's look at and talk about some of the most amazing and life-changing statements that Jesus has ever made. And through those, let's marvel at who he is tonight. Now, you may remember this as we, we're going to say, you know, what did Jesus say that was amazing and life-changing? You might remember at the end of John's gospel that he had wrote that if everything that Jesus had ever said and done was written in books, that the world itself could not contain all that would have to be written about Jesus. So surely I know on a Christmas Eve in 2020, in, in an hour together, and I won't speak for an hour, but an hour together, I can't even scratch the surface of trying to remember and, and, re, and repeat all the life-changing and amazing statements that Jesus made. But tonight I think there's three statements that on this Christmas Eve that can cause us to celebrate Jesus tonight and to put him in the proper perspective, right in the center of our lives. And so let's think about the first one. The first statement he made when one day Jesus was talking to a group of Jewish leaders and he told them something that really made them mad. He said that they, because they couldn't understand what he was teaching, he said that they could not understand him because he said they were of their father, the devil. And that's a pretty harsh statement. If Jesus said that to you, you probably wouldn't be very happy. But Jesus said that, and so in their retaliation, obviously they, they were mad at him, so they accused him of being demon-possessed. So Jesus went on to explain that he didn't have a demon, and that he was actually honoring his father, who was the God of Abraham. And that Abraham, that their ancestor, had rejoiced to see the day that he would come. Well, that got them very angry because they said, you're not even 50 years old and you say you've seen Abraham who had died thousands of years earlier. And this is when Jesus made the first statement, the most amazing statement maybe that he's ever made. The Gospel of John in the 8th chapter records it in the 58th verse and it says this. It says, truly, truly I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Before, Jesus, before Abraham was born, Jesus said, I am. And that statement enraged the Jews so much that it says they picked up stones and they wanted to stone him to death and it said Jesus hid himself. Well, here's a question to think about this Christmas Eve. Why did that statement make them so angry? What made them so angry is that Jesus said this. He said, I am. See, really what happened is Jesus verified what the angels had said that night in Bethlehem to the shepherds, when they had said, this is, they really were saying to the, to the shepherds that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the Savior, Christ the Lord. And Jesus, that day, with that interaction with the Jews, was saying, listen, that was true, that you know who I am. I am God. And, you know, do you understand the significance of that? You know, in Exodus, Moses said, well, how revealed himself to Moses and said, go set my people free. And he did it in a burning bush. Moses said, well, how would anybody believe me? Who should I say sent me? And God answered, he said, I am who I am. And so the name that the Jews always knew Jesus by was this title, this name of I am. And here is Jesus letting everybody know who he really is. He says, I am. 
And on this Christmas Eve, I don't want us to miss the significance of this because on Christmas Eve, we think of baby Jesus. We think of mangers. We think of no room in the inn. We think of shepherds. And all those things are true. But what I want us to think about tonight is that when we think about Jesus, we remember this. Jesus is God. That Jesus is God, that he's always been God. There was never a time that he wasn't God. Jesus is God. And Jesus made the statement, I am. That's the ultimate name of God. That is without doubt in my mind the most amazing, life-changing statement that Jesus ever made in all of his ministry. Because friends, when you know Jesus, you know God. You know the creator of heaven and earth. You know the sustainer of all life. You know the one who holds everything in his hands. You know the one who is capable of forgiving sins. You know the one who is the king of all of eternity. So that's why when you know Jesus, you know the I am. You know God. That's why I say it's the most important statement that Jesus probably ever made in all of his ministry while on earth. Now that amazing statement, Jesus saying I am, makes the next statement that we're going to look at even more amazing. See, one day Jesus went into the temple early in the morning. And it says that, it records that that day when he was in there early in the morning, some scribes and some Pharisees who were religious leaders brought a woman to him who had been caught in the very act of adultery. And they brought her to him and and they said they did it in order to try to trick him to catch him. And this is what they were doing. They're saying, would he follow the laws of Moses and have her stoned? Or would he, re- would he ignore the laws of Moses and just let her walk away? And as they began to banter with Jesus about it, Jesus just said, it says he sat down on the ground and he wrote with his finger, I'm assuming in the dust. But they kept persisting. And Jesus made a statement. He said, you know, those of you who are without sin cast the first stone And it says in the story that from the oldest to the youngest, they all began to drop their stones and walk away. And then Jesus looked, turned to the woman, he asked her, he said, did no one condemn you? And and she answered, no one, Lord. And then here, in that interaction, is the next amazing, life-changing statement. Jesus then looked at that woman, and this is what he said, I do not condemn you either. Go. From now on, sin no more. Now, why is that the most, one of the most amazing, life-changing statements ever? Because we need to remember who said this. Who said it? It's Jesus. And who's Jesus? Jesus is the I am. Jesus is God. He is the God of holiness. He's the God of purity. He's the God of perfection. And he looks at this guilty person, this guilty woman, and he says, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on, sin no more. This statement This revelation of the true character of God is life-changing when we get a hold of it. See, God isn't some angry, eternal being looking to bring judgment upon those who disobey, and that's what so many people think God is like. No. What's the statement show? God is love. God is looking to rescue broken humanity and help us live lives free from the things that bring hurt and harm into our lives. And that's why he looks at the lady caught in sin. He doesn't condemn her, but he says, listen, I have freedom for you. Now go and sin no more. He says, I have a better way for you to live. The great I am, this statement shows, the great I am is the great lover of mankind. This statement shows that Jesus is for us. 
that Jesus is not against us. That's an amazing and a life-changing truth to hold on to this Christmas Eve. For you to know Jesus is for you. Jesus is not against you. And this then brings us to another, the final, just amazing and life-changing statement that Jesus made that shows that, that, that he is for you and what that means. Let's look at something from the Gospel of Matthew together. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Let me read what, what Jesus has to say in these, in these verses. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, let's remember who said this. This is the I am. This is God. And look what he offers to you and to me. Look what he offers to us. He says, come to me. God, the I am, calls us into a relationship. He doesn't come condemning He comes offering a relationship. He is God. And he is completely fulfilled and without need and without lack. Remember who Jesus is, the I am. He is is the eternal God, part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Forever existing in eternal completeness. Forever existing in complete and total love and joy. He needs nothing. Yet he welcomes us into a relationship with himself. And look what it says he offers to us. He offered then and he offers now. First of all, it says he offers us physical rest. If any are have weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He offers you literal physical rest. And my thought this year is, do any of you feel like you need a break? Any of us feel like you need a rest, that we need a rest? Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you a rest. But that's not the only rest, he says. Look what else it says. I want to give you physical rest. I will give you spiritual rest. He said, I'll give you rest for your soul. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Are any of you beyond physical tired, and you're just soul weary? Just inside of you, not, not skin and bones, but inside of you, the who you really are, the you, your soul. You just say, man, I've been, I've, been, I've been putting on a good fight and I'm going along, but I am just tired and exhausted. Jesus said, I offer you soul rest. He doesn't stop there. He also says, I offer you partnership. He says, take my yoke. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's a word picture he's painting that they would have all understood, a picture of, of two oxen being yoked together, that piece of wood that holds them together. He's saying, listen, listen, come into relationship with me. Come up alongside of me. I want to come alongside you and we'll walk through the things of life together. I'll help you. I'll hold the weight so we can together go through life. In his gentleness and his humility, He welcomes us into a relationship. Why? For your benefit. For your benefit. And for your benefit. And for my benefit. He welcomes us this perfect I am God of eternity, all existent, needing nothing, says to you and me, I'm the I am. I don't condemn you. Now come to me. And I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to restore your soul. 
Just think of that on this Christmas Eve. Some of us really need to hear this this year. Jesus is saying this to you tonight. Come to me and I'll give you rest. Come to me and I'll restore your soul. Come to me and we'll walk through the challenges and the situations of life together. We can rest in him tonight. Now maybe some of you in this place and some of you online have never before in your life ever really turned to Jesus and said, I need you. The message of these statements, these amazing statements, these life-changing statements that Jesus says is, listen, I'm God and I don't condemn you and I welcome you to my life for your, to his life for your benefit and for my benefit. And today, Christmas Eve, you can say, I want to receive the best gift ever given, the Son of God. I want to ask Jesus to come into the center of my life, the way the white candle's in the center of all the rest. And maybe some of you say, I've done that already. Well, Pastor Mark, I am through 2020. I'm, I'm soul weary. I'm physical weary. Jesus says to everyone, come to me, and he'll receive us. That's what he offers today. Would you pray with me this evening? Let's bow our heads. You are Jesus. You are the I am. You are God. And we thank you that you receive us just as we are. And you invite us into a rest relationship with you where you are, where you are united with us. We do not walk this life alone. We have the choice to do it, but we don't have to. We can come to you when we're weary and heavy laden. We can come to you when everything is great. And we know that you are here for us. Lord, we need you tonight. We welcome you into the center of our lives tonight. And we celebrate you tonight as the only answer to everything. And so Jesus... Tonight, Christmas Eve 2020, we say thank you. We say yes to you. We say be in the center of our worlds tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we always end our Christmas Eve services in, a, in the same way. Although we're getting a little more technologically advanced. This year it's with fake candles because too many of you drip wax all over yourselves. So grab that little candle you were given when you came in by our ushers and we are going to sing Silent Night together. So I invite you to stand with me on the bottom of your candle, turn on that switch, hold those things up and let's sing together.
that we could begin our Christmas celebration together. I hope and I pray that you have a wonderful time putting Jesus in the center. But when you're there around family and friends, probably to some extent this year, maybe different than times past, but when you're there, when you're doing whatever you're doing over the next couple days, celebrating Christ, just keep remembering. He's the center. He's the I am. He doesn't condemn us. He welcomes us to come to him and find life in him. God bless you, my friends. Have a wonderful day in Jesus.